What's poppin'? It has been a while since Andrew White's been on the show, but who cares? It's few hot takes, and I am alongside the slickest of slats. Hey, slats, Kevin Slattery, and the Jelly Fam, Justin Owens, the Marshman, Andrew Marshall, and the Samurai, Sammy G's shirtless with a white claw back in his cell. Uh, the white background, uh, as well as Justin, they got some pretty blank walls behind them. Actually, We're Justin's winning. got some sort of poster. Um, I like it. Justin, what poster we got? What is it? Yo, we got a few posters here. Uh, we have my WarioWare Smooth Moves poster I had from the Nintendo Power magazines back in the day. Uh, I've got a, a Deadpool uh, comic book cover in large signed by the author uh, of that comic book. Uh, and I also have a uh, Fortnite Dine and Dash poster that's only made in the UK um, that I bought when I was over there this past summer. Uh, so, um, sweet. Uh, just some posters and stuff like that. But for everyone is information. Um, I care that Andrew's back on the show, and I won't that's say whether a, that's positive or negative. Well, that's a, well. You know what? I'm going to take it positively, and I appreciate it. Thank you. You were a fantastic host. I've listened to all of them. Uh, well done by Justin, and you guys did a great yeah, job. Good job man. Uh, uh, Marshall is currently putting up 700 pounds on the bench. Isn't that right, Marshall? How are you doing? Uh, not quite 700. Definitely not 700. Um, but yes, walking out of the gym, not stopping shop this time. Um, how's everyone doing? I'm I'm grand, man. It's good to it's good to hear from you. Um, yeah. Well, it was definitely fun seeing everyone this weekend. Um, except for Justin and Sam, because we aren't friends with you guys. What happened? <laughs> Wow! Bye. Well, it was my weekend, hey, right? I'll uninvite you to the UG to the uh, Auburn UGA game next year, kid. How You're a uh, <laughs> for, for anybody that's confused at home, it's more so for the notion that both of them are hundreds uh, of miles away down south, so they were not around in Connecticut. Anyway, uh, Kevin, how are you? The big dog New York football giants are six and one and you're wearing the big dog blue how we feeling oh no no, no. it's just an under armor shirt this isn't this isn't a giant hey, hey i don't care it's blue okay? hey, it's better than the commander shirt you were wearing earlier <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i buy shirts that are like meme shirts honestly that's what i do i like doing that i like making i like making a clown of myself by buying clown shirts but overall man you know doing pretty well got a little bit of an ear infection so I somehow haven't gotten COVID yet, but I've gotten an ear infection, so that kind of sucks. Uh, but I will say, though, I was in Connecticut over the weekend, so I'm either going to blame Bryce Del Bianco or I'm going to blame Andrew Marshall because I don't see how else I could have gotten an ear infection but from those two. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave that on the table as to why you chose them out of uh, six different people. Uh, Sam, how are we doing? Why, why shirtless? You just feeling the vibes today or what? Yeah, you know what? Andrew, when you reach a level of physical fitness that I'm at, you're just you're just feeling great. And while I have the mic, I think the oh snorks is better than the smurfs. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Not hunting. I, I don't know what snorks means. It, dude, it's basically the smurfs underwater, but their theme song is if you had friends underwater, who would you know? That that stumps me every time. I I don't know. It's just probably goldfish. I would like to add uh, some more um, random insanity to this show while we're here um, because Kev name dropped someone that I have uh, a grievance with. Uh, oh, boy. Bryce. Andrew. <laughs> Bryce, my man. How the heck did he just follow me on Instagram 10 hours ago? 
What is, I've been following this guy for at least a year. You just got the notification, Justin. Come on. And I get followed 10 hours ago. That's messed up. Well, to be fair, I think you should, if you want to flip it to a more positive light, it could be that he's thinking of you in the morning. It was 10 hours ago. So he was, uh, I hope he's not thinking about me in the morning. I don't want that, uh, that uh, morning uh, something something to uh, okay. be on his okay. mind. You know, we know inappropriate, Justin. Become real mature. Anyway, but man, I have to see his one year, two year anniversary pictures. The least he could do is check out my pictures of me doing absolutely nothing on my Instagram. Like, come okay. on. Uh, well i'm glad I'm, I'm glad he followed you i hope you accepted the request he means well i hope you declined uh, it dude power move <laughs> anyway <laughs> the mlb playoffs are now coming to uh a beginning for some and an end for others an end for others would be myself kevin marshall and sam who probably doesn't really give a flying damn he's a red uh, Sox for, fan. well you know who cares I watch him you know, at the bar. um the, uh, for those that it may be beginning or continuing for love, that is Justin Ellis and the Philadelphia Phillies, who for the first time in my entire life, I might genuinely be okay with winning a couple of games. Um, but as we continue throughout the rest of this, I must say rest in peace to the New York Yankees, as Aaron Judge will definitely not be on the team if I had to put a guess on it. And the franchise is ruined considering Cashman, as well as Boone, will be continuing uh, their stay in New York. Okay, now that that's over, let us continue the MLB Finals prediction. What do you think will happen? Or thoughts so far, Kevin? If you'd like to say anything uh, about the Yankees, you may right now. Go for it. Um, I'm not going to say anything about the Yankees. I think you actually. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to just repeat it for just people out there, those other MLB oh. fans. But I think the American League was very predictable in terms of what we all thought was going to happen. I think everyone probably thought the Astros, to some degree, were going to come out. Um, they've really beat up on the Yankees, kind of like how the Yankees beat up on the Twins. I think they've played it five times in the last seven years, and the Astros have won every series matchup, wild card, ALDS, ALCS, whatever. Um, so the AL, the American League was very predictable, but I think the National League was incredibly exciting. Um, the Phillies coming out of nowhere, man, like that. I, I mean, I, I wasn't as high on them to start the beginning of the year. I mean, Justin, you know, I said this like. I felt that at the time, like they didn't have a great fielding lead, uh, team. And I, I, I questioned about some redundancies with their lineup. And I wondered if they were too hop heavy and that just didn't matter. And Dave Dombrowski in a very short time has built a very good team. So he's fine tuned it. And I, I honestly think that like a lot of people are going to be going hard on the Phillies in terms of a betting favorite, potentially. I know the Astros are technically the betting favorite, but I think the Phillies are going to have, have a lot of money behind them. The Phillies have basically two or three of the best clips of the playoffs in terms of fandoms and unreal highlights uh, brought to you by Bryce Harper on the ladder, the back end. Yes. Justin, how are you feeling so far, and how are you feeling leading into this World Series that begins tomorrow? Well, I will say my pre prediction was Blue Jays-Phillies, and I got the half right that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I take that 100%. Uh, but, you know, as far as going into it tomorrow, I feel pretty confident, honestly. Um, I mean, I can't believe that Andrew was rooting for the Rays over the Phillies in 2008, but that seems kind of messed up. Uh, 
But, you know, as a whole, I mean, I can't say that, um, you know, it's not been an emotional journey, but it's been also like not incredibly surprising. Um, the Cardinals were an easy matchup. The Braves, you know, were coming in with kind of a vendetta um, and getting the Padres was kind of luck of the draw. Um, the Phillies were actually had a positive record of both the Padres and Dodgers in the regular season. Um, and that Padres series was where Bryce Harper suffered his injury last year. So it has a bit of a revenge game series vibe to it. Um, so I'm not surprised to see that outcome. And let's keep in mind, in Phillies-Astros game that have mattered, the Phillies are 1-0. Um, they played the Astros um, in the final series of the regular season, uh, winning that first game in order to clinch their playoff spot. So they were playing for nothing in those final two games against the Astros. Um, so it really is a pretty clean slate, but the one game they played, the Phillies did win. Um, I like Nola being out there game one, giving Wheeler another day of rest, I think makes a lot of sense. And um, honestly, I think Nola's been, even though both have been fantastic, Nola's looked like the better pitchers through the playoffs so far. Um, and that one-two punch, I mean, when you're getting to a late series, they should still be in super good shape. And Ranger Suarez, he didn't get enough pitch count in order to qualify for a gold glove. Um, but that guy's a gold glove pitcher, if I've ever seen one. Um, if he had the innings pitched, he would have automatically been there. Um, so overall, I feel super confident in what the Phillies have done. On the other side, I continue to say that the Astros are the most boring, good team to watch in baseball. Um, it's just the most standard kind of baseball that I've that I've seen. Um, nobody outside of Jordan Alvarez and Verlander really get me excited on that team. Um, you know, I feel like when I look at, you know, a team like the Phillies or the Padres or Dodgers or Braves, there's so many players there that I'm like hyped to see. Um, same with the, you know, the American League as well. You know, the Yankees and the Mariners, the Blue Jays, and even the Rays have lots of exciting players on their team. Um, so, you know, I'm not that excited about Houston's. Um, but I, I think it's a series that the Phillies will win um, rather confidently. I have it winning in five games. Um, yeah, Astros are probably cheating again. Side note, could anyone seeing, could anyone else see Elmo being like oddly good at baseball? I kind of feel like he would be. Elmo was walking down the streets um, with a bass drum playing the drums during after Philly won their uh, NLCS championship. What's his batting average though, you think? Um Elmo, spitball me here. Probably a twenty six. That that guy that that guy sucks. His I mean he's getting a lot of walks, so his on base percentage is crazy. That strike zone is so small, it's insane. It's just like awesome. you little. You have an itty bitty strike zone. Elmo's yeah. probably like it's a like Pablo Sanchez. Type. Probably like um, a Schwarber type Elmo. I would say. Have you, have you heard uh, Jeff Passon's Elmo impression? That MLB insider? Yes. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, that's, that is exactly what an MLB insider's personality would be if you could pinpoint one of them. He's like, <laughs> like he was on, um, I think, like the Dan Levitard show. And you guys, you guys got to look it up. But it, it's spot on, 100%. So, so Marsh, not not only does your does your microphone sound like absolute dog water, to top it all off, you decided that you you would scream an Elmo impersonation in that same dog water microphone. Um, it, it was it was really a delight to my ears as well as um, uh, Kevin's ear ear infected ear. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Kevin, who who wins the World Series? 
Ooh, um, I'm going to go the Astros right now because I think looking at their pitching lineup, I think they're deeper outside of the Phillies one, two, you know, you're going Kyle Gibson and then it kind of tapers off a little bit. So I would have to give the edge because of their starting rotation. That being said, I think the Phillies win really based off of how Bryce Harper goes. Um, Bryce Harper in the NLCS, he went eight for 20. He had two home runs, drove in a bunch of guys. He's on from what looks like to be like a 10 game hit streak. Um, Bryce Harper is one of those guys where if he's on, he's the best player in the league and he's a supernova and he's literally better than prime Ted Williams. Like he's phenomenal when he's on offensively. Um, now maybe infamously, you could say if he's cold, he's incredibly cold, but he's, when he's at his peak, he's arguably the best offensive player in the game. And if you're a Phillies fan, you're hoping right now that he keeps on streaking just for a couple more games one more series because if he's hitting the way that he hit in the last two series, I think the Phillies have a great chance in the series, but if he's not kind of look out, I think. Fair warning, Kev. Phillies fans don't talk about Kyle Gibson anymore. He's never starting a game in Philly again. He hasn't started this entire postseason. We hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Tough, tough, tough fandom. Okay. There are, Five player, four players that we are going to mention as traded in the NFL that could have some impacts moving forward, and then you can pick which you think might be the mo- the biggest impact, least, whatever you're feeling about these four guys. We'll talk about all of them. If you do, we'll we'll, we'll make it concise. Christian McCaffrey uh, was traded away from the Panthers to the 49ers. Welcome back to Cali, um, kid. Oh yeah. Uh, Robert Quinn was traded from the Bears to the Eagles. Pretty wild. Um, James Robinson was traded from the Jags to the Jets. And Kadarius Tony today, recording on October 27th, the Thursday, was traded to the Chiefs. Uh, I'll start. I think the biggest thing here probably, at least in terms of individuals, is James Robinson, if you care about fantasy. Him moving to the Jets, uh, Travis Etienne, will probably be a top five running back for the rest of the season. Now, if you care about teams and just teams and football in general, Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers, I think, will be a big deal as he will help Garoppolo in the checkdown department if he needs help outside of George Kittle. And the run game, you know, I mean, they, they've had Wilson for a while, but with Mitchell out for a long time at this point, I think it's a severe upgrade. Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs, eh, shifty, always injury prone. I know he loves the Chiefs. I don't think it's going to affect how much better Mahomes can distribute the football. Uh, and then Quinn to the Eagles, another big move by the Eagles, um, spicing up their defense and continuing uh, their good year. Justin. Yeah, the Robert Quinn ad, I think, mostly just tells you that Brandon Graham is starting to lose his kind of prime. And I and Graham even made reference to that prior to the trade happening. Um, he, he's had an injury this past week. He's 100% playing Sunday. But um, he kind of mentioned that, you know, maybe someone else needs to come in to help support him. And he's open to having that person come in to help support him. And Robert Quinn's that guy, 18 and a half sacks last year and doesn't play a uh, full games worth of snaps. Um, fits really well into what the Eagles defense has been doing for years, which is changing out defensive linemen in order to support a four man rush. Most of the time with a very few blitzes because just having healthy and, you know, not tired defensive linemen, ends up causing a lot more of those four-man rushes to work. 
Um, as far as the other moves, McCaffrey, uh, people are complaining about this move, saying the 49ers have no reason to be competing right now. But uh, the NFC West has been pretty trashed this season, considering it has a Super Bowl champion there. Um, Rams haven't looked good to the point where Cam Akers is now getting kicked out one way or another. Um, Kyler Murray is screwed because Cod just released. Um, so we're not going to see Arizona. And currently Seattle is winning the division um, behind Geno Smith. Um, so it's definitely a very open division for a team that, you know, people doubt Garoppolo, but that guy, remember a couple years ago, did lead a team to a Super Bowl. Um, and that team is most of the same players. Um, so it's not out of the realm for this to make sense for the 49ers. I, I agree with you, Andrew. That's probably the biggest move. Um, who knows what Kadarius Tony's going to do? Uh, I'm not expecting much there. Patrick Mahomes throws the ball around to everyone. Um, so outside of that, I mean, everything's just kind of standard at this point. Um, I will say the James Robinson move is like lateral to me. For the Jets, personally, I kind of wish they would just ride Michael Carter. Um, it's kind of disappointing to me a tiny bit that Michael Carter, they're not riding him with him. Kind of disappointing the same thing I could say with the Jags for not riding with James Robinson more. Though I am an ETM believer, I do think he's, you're right, Andrew, he's a top five back in this league now um, going forward, especially for fantasy purposes. Um, dude's going to be a killer. But, you know, James Robinson for a six-round pick, I would anyone would take that trade. Okay. I, I I think every team in the league would have made that offer. I don't care what your running back depth looks like. James Robinson is he's got he's got that dog in him. He's got a chip on his shoulder for a guy who, you know, wasn't a high draft pick. The dude's gonna be continuously good and find ways to make a make a living. Um, so that guy is, you know, gonna be fine on the Jets, but you know, it kind of screws Michael Carter, which I don't love. Sam. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest, Andrew. I don't know who two of these guys are. <laughs> um, That's okay. I think McCaffrey's a big one. Yeah, we look the Panthers. I guess they're punting. Makes sense. I've been saying it for the last 15, 20 years. But they um, beat the, the Bucks. So come on. <laughs> but the biggest question for me is how this affects Sam's fantasy team because this was this is my star player. I don't know. Um, and then in terms of Robinson, good fantasy player, man. I'm really excited to see how he helps the Jets. I think the Jets are looking to go all in this year. Good for them. Yeah. yeah, I think the biggest move has to be Christian McCaffrey. Like this is a this is a move that I think is the biggest shaker in what has been a really mediocre NFC. I mean, Justin, you nailed it saying like San Fran can absolutely win this division. The Rams are a mess, their O-line is a mess. Uh Seattle is winning, but they're also rebuilding. And then honestly, too, like <laughs> Arizona, you know, they have a lot of money on Kyler, but again, outside like Buda Baker, it's, it's not a very deep team. So, and then you look at the rest of the conference and it isn't that strong. Like you could have a situation where you could have a a la 2017 Eagles run where a team comes out from nowhere and just goes on a playoff run because they have a great defense. They have a great front four. Like San Fran has a great front four. Like they could absolutely go on a run just like those 17 Eagles did. And also, too, like, you know, Brady hasn't played great. Uh, Green Bay does not look like a contender at all. They look like maybe at best a low-end playoff team. Um, and then also, too, even if you're looking at the Eagles, we've never seen Jalen Hurts in a playoff game. So we don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to be like going into the playoffs. Um, you know, 
And we've had these questions before, like how's Lamar going to do in the playoffs? How, how are different guys going to do going into the postseason that we haven't really seen before? So if you're San Francisco, it's absolutely wide open. He's going to be under contract for several years. And when Tom Brady leaves the Buccaneers to go back to the 49ers or to go to the 49ers, then you have a Super Bowl team, man. So it's like it's all it's Gucci great, basically, if you're a Niners fan right now. Marshall with a beautiful dog uh, resting on his body. Uh, your answer plus hello to the dog. Allie, say hi. Oh, she's not looking. Okay, so my answer, um, McCaffrey. So the thing with Jimmy G is Jimmy G's won a lot of games. I don't think I've seen a quarterback win more games who tries to lose games and not in the gunslinger type way in the systematically makes mistakes and throws the ball to linebackers types of ways. Um, There are some interesting things about Jimmy, but we'll leave it at that. Um, Two and three and four and a five for a running back with that contract. I don't know, but um, you know, I think what they're doing with McCaffrey is more so they know exactly who this guy is because they knew who his dad was. And like, when you talk about like scouting background, um, you know, they've seen this kid since he was like a kid, realistically, Um, just the Shanahan family in general. And, you know, obviously John Lynch has been around it too, but Shanahan specifically, Um, this is either going to be an extremely biased move or he's going to know exactly how, you know, what buttons to press and how to get the most out of McCaffrey. Um, When McCaffrey was on Carolina and you saw this when running backs weren't McCaffrey, he was maybe the best tight crease runner in the league, which is why he was so great in fantasy. Like he probably did the most with the least amount of blocking. However, um, I always felt that there was a ceiling to McCaffrey, mainly because he's 195 pound, you know, receiving profile back. He doesn't have the power of a Nick Chubb or Derek Henry, or he doesn't, he imposes his will in a different gay in, in a different way, but he's also very hard to take out of a game matchup wise, because even when a line's not playing well, he can still produce. And I think that's why the league views him so highly, even with the injury history, even with the money, Carolina, obvious sell. This is an obvious sell, not just price point wise, but timeline wise. Robert Quinn, to me, before he had the 18 and a half sack season, and I didn't, I didn't even know we had that many sacks last year. I was like, oh, Robert Quinn's underrated. And, you know, you just had to look at his box score. And, I, like, I don't, you know, I used to do that. I don't do that all the time anymore. But a couple of years ago, Robert Quinn was on this career renaissance and really was underrated up until, like, the stats started really matching how good he was. He can win in elite ways, and I don't think it's going to be like quite the same going forward. The Bears are saying, hey, we don't think his timeline is long enough to where it's going to be worth it. You know, he's not off to that level of a start this year. But if he's a number two or a complimentary, uh, a complimentary rusher, that's incredible. Um, so long as the decline doesn't come like now, which, you know, with 32-year-old rushers who have that miles – that's the risk that you're taking, but I like the move for Philly because I think it's well worth the gamble. If you get good Robert Quinn, you're, you're in a great spot. And they're not paying for him. What's that? And they're not paying for him. The Bears yeah, that, and exactly. That's, that's crazy. the biggest part. You're not, you're not pigeonholed into anything because the, you know, the bears are taking that money in order to get the, they're basically buying a pick. Yeah. Robinson and ET, so the Robinson ETN situation, I also really liked ETN, you know, um, I thought he was the most valuable running back in college because of the offense that they ran and uh, how speed thresholds interact. He is the running back who on inside zone can actually make the second level guy miss from an interior running position. When you can do that in college, 
you're so valuable. That's something that running backs don't do that. Even Najee Harris, as good as he was, it didn't, he couldn't make one move and create the type of yardage that ETN could. And really the offense was so predicated around ETN from an advanced scouting standpoint. There are things that he doesn't do in terms of like footwork matching up with, you know, the type of run he needs to run or certain parts of his vision. But the one thing you'll notice, and it's a similar dynamic that Saquon Barkley has when ETN is on, it transcends. There is true dynamic speed and cutting ability on the field that adds true value to both the passing and the running game. So while flawed, very intrigued with ETN. I, I think that long, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how much he progresses because recently, you know, as Justin has mentioned, we've seen him really flash. Uh, but I think some of the flaws are still there, but I think this is actually good for him because it's going to allow him to make mistakes and they continue to get better. With Ro- with James Robinson moving to the Jets, I am on the Michael Carter train. I think Michael Carter is an overall better running back than James Robinson. I think Brees showed that he was really special. I mean, this is not like the, you know, 2016 Dallas Cowboys offensive line or, you know, this is not like the early Kansas City Chiefs, early 2000s offensive line with like Priest Holmes and, you know, all those guys. This, what Brees was doing is it's probably even understated how impressive he was. Um, and it, it overshadows what Carter is doing. James Robinson is basically a guaranteed good player, which is a player that they need and they're making a run as they should. I don't, I'm less on the James Robinson side, not from a player standpoint. I think you know exactly what he is as a player. I think the reason that the Jaguars are so ready to get rid of him is because he's like, it's he's almost like the hot potato player. And what I mean by that is he's good. Like, like people know he's good, but like when it comes down to, Hey, do you want to, do you want to pay him $11 million per year for three or four years? Everyone's like, no, but he's still a good player. So the contract he's on now, it's, it's a clear bargain and they're getting it for what it is right now. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. My guess is if Breeze is fine, he's probably going to go elsewhere and be this weird player where everyone's like, he's good, but he's not. Um, and the last player, who's the last player? Darius Tony. Darius Tony. Um, it's worth the gamble if his body can handle. So the the one weird thing that I've that I've seen is a lot of a lot of beat writers and reporters who are around the team have said the Darius Tony situation is one of the weirder situations because they'll see him out in full practice and then he'll just be like completely limited. Um, with injuries that for as athletic as he is slash was are kind of weird to have like, like think about like the soft tissue injuries. And that's probably a product of him playing at a speed above, you know, we've sort of mentioned here and there, or just, just conceptually. And, you know, we've probably all talked about it in some capacity, but the concept of playing above the speed your body allows. And that's the only fear, not the only fear. That's one of the fears that I have with Tony. He has real talent. Like he, he really does have talent, but there was always a butt with him. Um, you know, because at Florida, there were times where like he wouldn't line up right or run the right route or um, he didn't have the level of precision that sometimes like it can be a risk factor for the NFL. Um, he's with the best possible landing spot. And if anyone knows and anyone who can redeem him, uh, Andy Reid is one of those people. And um, I mean, I think he's an obvious upgrade over. You know, we'll see what Sky Moore does. I'm not the biggest Sky Moore guy, um, and I think Tony's definitely an upgrade over him. But if he can stay healthy, um, I think it's relatively worth the gamble. 
Um, so let's let's see what happens there. Yeah, I'm shocked Belichick didn't end up with Tony, honestly. <laughs> that, that, when you're talking about guys who could fix a wide receiver up, like I, Tony would have become like a top-tier wide receiver um, if he was put on that Patriots team. This is this is screaming New York Giants getting Odell Beckham Jr. vibes. Um, the New Orleans Saints will we'll make this uh, quick pickings. I know Sam's going to love this one. Uh, Saints, should they sell by the deadline? Uh, currently, their division is three and four, three and four, two and five, and two and five. They are two and five. Um, I say no, don't sell. Ride the wave, Olave, Thomas. See what happens. Carolina's already done. You're better than the Falcons, and in my opinion, Buccaneers are hit or miss here and there. Uh, you do have to win the division. There's no other way. Um, I I still think it's anybody's game in that division if they really go pedal to the metal here. But I do think is a wildcat formation with Taysom Hill should be 20% of their playbook. Okay, Justin. Yeah, um, this is a tough one. I don't think the Saints should sell, though. Um, you're in too close of a race right now. Um, honestly, if the Bucks would have won this past week, I think we'd be even tell- saying a different story. Uh, but just the fact that they lost to the Panthers shows that there's a lot of weakness there. Um, at this point, honestly, I think the Falcons actually might be better than the Saints. Um, and I think the Falcons might actually be a real contender here to make a playoff spot. Um just because they have a lot going for them. And Patterson's out right now, and they're still performing at an okay level, um, which shows that there is a bit of depth to Atlanta. Um, And honestly, I don't know. There's something about that Atlanta team that just makes me think, wow, everything's burning around them. Could they really rise above the rest? Um, And I think they definitely could. Um, I'm still Bucks, 100%. I I think the Bucks are going to redeem themselves. Um, Something's going to click. It's a Tom Brady offense. It's going to fix itself. Um, but uh, you can't sell if you're the Saints right now. Marshall. Two reasons they shouldn't sell. One, they've already given up the picks to where like it really matters. Like, Should they sell or not? You don't have incentive to lose. And also pride reasons. One, you don't want to just lose because then people are going to say the trade you made was even dumber. Number two, go out with some pride. Be bold. You are a bold franchise. You've drafted great over the past however many years. You've been all in, all in, all in. Go down with the ship. Stand on the sinking ship as it is on fire and go down with it. And beat Tom Brady one more time. Do it. Motivational Marshall. Kevin. Yeah, man. I I, I think I think the Saints are the Saints. They're not the Aints right now. Like I, I think the Saints, man, are in this NFC, anything can absolutely happen. And also, too, why not against this Buccaneers team? You know that Marshawn Lattimore is a good matchup against Mike Evans. Um, you know that Chris Godwin right now maybe isn't 100%. You know that Brady really isn't in sync. You know that the O-line is struggling because, again, like he can't really pass well with like this kind of subpar O-line as is. So – you could absolutely win the division, I think, with Andy Dalton as your quarterback. Um, this Tampa team really isn't that deep, and they're, they, they're not looking like a Super Bowl team right now. Um, you know, Todd Bowles is going to have to, like, strain things up a little bit, but overall, like, I think if you're Bruce Allen and company, you absolutely have a chance right now. Um, why not? You could absolutely get to the championship game. Why not? Go for it. Why not? Why not? Sam, the Saints fan. Uh, all the Saints need to do is, is get healthy, man. Frankly, we've been injured a lot of the season. They've looked competitive in games, 
And they've looked a lot better under Andy Dalton than Winston. And in conclusion, who not say they're going to beat them Saints? Black and goes to the Super Bowl. Everyone says they're going to beat the Saints. <laughs> How dare you, Justin? Probably not uh, Hamden JV. <laughs> okay, I can tell you that. They, they the Colts. Can, can, I Colts. Say, can I say two Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. One, also just want to say, really appreciate the competitiveness of the Saints, so I identify with that with you, Sam. Um, number two of the Atlanta Falcons, I want to um, – there's been a lot of talk about how Arthur Smith is like potentially not a good coach, which I really don't understand because if you watch the Giants and the um in the Falcons, there is real substance to the Giants' offense. They don't have weapons. They like they really don't have weapons. Bellinger's like a functional slash potentially good tight end. They're rolling out like wide receiver twos and wide receiver threes across the board. Maybe not even wide receiver twos. Um yeah. but there's real substance. Like they know how to run like gap plays versus certain fronts and it's, you know, I initially thought it was um, kind of phony, but it's really not because they understand how to attack you. The Falcons do as well, and they have two weapons on the perimeter, but they don't have the line that the Giants have, and they don't have the quarterback either. They have a worse quarterback as well. The Arthur, the anti-Arthur Smith thing makes no sense to me because he is he's dealing with a, a really overrated offensive line, just a bad. I don't think anyone thinks it's good. They've got the two weapons, but they're young, so it's not like they're Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have a quarterback. He doesn't really have a running back. And he's dealing with a defense that it's got one true pass rusher. You could say, fat, like, what? When Grady Jarrett doesn't get there, they have major problems. They really do. And as the season goes along, they're going to have, eight, you know, Casey Hayward's aging. And, you know, they, they're playing a linebacker who's a quarterback last year at, Mon- at Montana State. They are starting that guy. They are playing Troy Anderson. The anti-Arthur Smith stuff like makes no sense to me. I just wanted to get off my my chest. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Just like that 700 pound weight, baby. Let's go. Okay. I don't have a good bench. I don't. You're going to listen to this and be like, "Wow." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts have bench Matt Ryan. Thank God bless America. I can and I will now. So Sam Ellinger, it will be the starter. For the remainder of the season, barring a disaster, uh, for the Colts, they're miraculously 3-3-1. Three, three, um, what do you think here? Do we like the move? I'll start. I think both quarterbacks are not really going to play that well. The O-line's not as good as he used to be. However, I think Ryan is washed. He's shown it for a couple of years. Give Ellinger a try. At least he's got a little bit of running ability, and he can take a hit. He's not just going to go down in a split second. Um, and I think it'll force them to go back to the run game a little bit with Jonathan Taylor. Um and, and even have some check downs to Jonathan Taylor and that's what they need as a team to get going. They've been lucky that they have three wins. Uh, I like the move. I think Matt Ryan was trying to get some sort of contract back or make the league think he deserves to be a starter still. Uh, and it just wasn't going well. So I like it. I don't, the Colts are still going to be struggling. Uh, Marshall. I hate this team. <laughs> they. <laughs> I hate them. So someone else, someone else can carry the baton, but I, I tr- they might hate you too, though. That's I hate this team a lot. And I really like Frank Reich. But I hate this team. Okay. Okay. Uh, Justin. I disagree with this move heavily for two reasons. Um, one, you brought in Matt Ryan, and you're not in a horrible spot. You should just keep playing him. <laughs> you, yeah. you brought him in. You put all this cap capital in him. you got to keep playing him. Two, yeah. you chose Sam Ellinger. And 
this is uh, this is a bit on this is a bit maybe Homer vibes, but you have a quarterback who won a Super Bowl in your locker in Nick Foles is still sitting there. And he's number two on the depth chart. They did put him above Matt Ryan. It wasn't like they made Matt Ryan number two. They put Matt Ryan at third and put Nick Foles over him. But I've still decided that Sam Ellinger is better than Nick Foles, which uh, we've seen Ellinger play. He isn't that good. Um, and he's not going to be that good. Um, I don't know why you don't put it in the hands of a guy who his first season in the NFL, he got 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. A guy who took a team on a Super Bowl run with the head coach, Frank Reich, being his offensive coordinator. So they have a repertoire and have a connection. Um, I just don't know why the Colts don't, you know, throw Nick Foles out there. I don't know why they feel a need to test a young talent and see what they have when they are still very well in a playoff hunt in a, in a division that you might not need to have a winning record to win the division. I, I don't know why you don't put a veteran out there and try to get the job done. Uh, but Knowing, you know, how lucky I've had to see some great NFL this season, I am sure by the time I get to Indianapolis prior to Thanksgiving, Nick Foles will be starting and I will get to see Nick Foles play the Eagles. And that will be a beautiful day for me. Oh, yeah. Kevin? I mean, the Colts need to take anxiety medication, man, like just their organization, because they flipped out in the last two years with their quarterbacks. Carson Wentz has an okay year but he has a horrible final game and literally they just say, you know what? We're trading him. We're getting rid of him. We have to bring in Matt Ryan, more experience. And I wasn't on board with the move because I'm like, look, say what you will about Carson Wentz, but Matt Ryan cannot drive the ball down the field. Your offense will be incredibly one dimensional. And yes, Carson Wentz gives you a lot of risk, but he gives you also a higher ceiling than Matt Ryan does. And now we're six weeks into the season, roughly. And Matt Ryan has nine touchdowns to nine picks. And they're flipping out about the quarterback again. Like, the Colts are not thinking long-term. I mean, Justin, what you were saying, like, they're, they're frantically hoping that Ellinger is going to be the guy. And Ellinger, you know, good college quarterback at Texas, like, had a noteworthy year. But, you know, not a guy who, based off his draft pedigree, you're saying is probably going to be a franchise guy. Like, I, I don't know if this is coming from Reich. I don't know if it came from Ballard. I don't know if it's from Ursay necessarily. I'm saying, like, all the QB decisions. But the they need to stop panicking. Like, they've had Darius Leonard for only one game this year. They've had injuries across the board. They're still three and three. Like, if they keep on toying around with the quarterback situation, they're going to throw themselves out of several games. Like Ellinger might throw them out of a game or two. And then if you bring in Matt Ryan cold, he might throw you out of a game or two. Like they're not getting good rapport and good systems with their quarterbacks, even a veteran like Ryan. And I understand Matt Ryan hasn't had a good year. He hasn't. But again, if you knew what you were trading for, <laughs> you'd be less disappointed in Matt Ryan. I didn't think Matt Ryan was going to be good this year. Because I saw him play last year. I, I saw him play my Giants, and I was like, he can't drive the ball down the field. He looks stiff. Like he he looked he looked all 37 years old. And you traded Carson Wentz for that. And it depends on what you want in a quarterback, but 
they just don't stick with a guy. Like once you get into these contracts, just stick with a guy, write it out. And if he takes his lumps, takes his lumps. Okay. But then regroup and rebuild in the off season and think about it. Think Colts. Being wrong and having conviction is better than this. Um, they have no conviction. They have no conviction as an organization with their quarterbacks. Zach Kiefer, um, he went on Rich Eisen's show. He he's, uh, covers the Colts. He did something for, um, I don't know if it was the ringer. It was like the, it was like an Andrew Luck based project. I, I'm sure you guys thought about it or saw it somewhere. He said that um, Jim Irsay, the owner, does not really involve himself with much of the personnel decisions, except when it comes to quarterback. <laughs> you mentioned the, okay, so you don't make any of the decisions but when it comes to the most important position, yes, you know, you're not watching film 50 hours a week. Like this is this is structurally where everything's going completely haywire. And then also there's a ton of like GM mishaps. I mean, like look at the second round picks they've had since that 2018 draft. Look at some, look at how they use some of their assets. And there's a common theme. It's what the Raiders did. It's where the Raiders messed up. It's when you think you know exactly who a prospect is, and you really overestimate your ability to infer information from them, such as overrating character. We're getting exactly the guys that we we know in the building. Bro, you don't know that guy. You might not even know your friends that well. You think you know, you think you've scouted this guy and know exactly everything about how he like operates and functions. And therefore, like, this is why you have to scout talent. And they haven't done that. They've like, they've taken the singles and doubles, thinking that it's gonna get them to where they want to. They have a roster of just like pretty good guys. And Matt Ryan's getting slandered for this unnecessarily. This line is terrible. They, no one cares about their weapons either, by the way. Yeah, that offense has nothing outside of Jonathan Taylor, and he hasn't even been healthy this entire season. Like, what What do you expect Matt Ryan to do? Yes. He, honestly, they're doing a game and a half better than where I expected them to be at this point in the season. You, I don't know how you can argue with this. You, you, it's it's asinine. You take your 37-year-old quarterback who was never known for moving in his prime, you put him behind a bad O-line, and you see what happens. Like, the Colts organization, from a quarterback perspective, in, in just the last decade of watching football, in my opinion, I don't think there's been a team worse in the NFL that's been managing quarterbacks. Like, they destroyed Andrew Luck completely. They put the surest thing since John Elway, the surest thing since sliced bread, behind a horrible O-line. He got battered for years. We were praying to God, to Jesus, that they would back him up basically and just put some old line help behind him. He basically retires early because he can't support himself. His body's declining. And then they've brought in all these guys, old Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, all these guys, and they have no conviction with what they want at quarterback long-term. Like, who are they <laughs> as an organization quarterback-wise? I don't know. Sam. Um, yeah, so let's be real here, guys. Does anybody even watch the Colts? Uh, if Matt Ryan's washed, I guess I, I guess the Ellinger's dry. I mean, you can put in whoever you want. This team isn't going anywhere, right? That's just the truth. Uh, they might make. They might be winning the division. Um, compared yeah, and to the maybe other I'll team. grow to six five by tomorrow. Like both are possible, Justin, but neither is likely. Uh, I would say the Colts are very close to being the favorite right now. So sad. Anyway, three rapid fire questions before we get to our predictions. Uh, we uh, <laughs> let's just answer it. Um, Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi for the Patriots? Starts. No, I don't care what your opinion is as to why. Who starts? 
Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi? I'm going Mac Jones for now. Justin. Mac Jones. Sam. I mean, you just invested so much in Mac Jones. It has to be him, right? Valid point. Marshall. Jones, he's doing about 93% really good stuff. And he's throwing some – they originally weren't, but that pick against the Bears was like a boneheaded pick. Um, Uncharacteristic if you've watched his whole career. So I don't know what the source of that is. They've got they've got a source they've got to sort that out though, and I I think this is a messaging thing. Source says they're both trash. Okay. Honestly, right now, and I know it's I know his last game wasn't great, but I think Zappy right now, man. I actually think Zappy because up until that Bears game, I think he was doing everything he wanted for this offense, um, throwing the ball timely, making decent decisions, not doing too much, processing well, like I. Mac Jones from preseason on has not been the steady hand. I think that he was last year. And unless you are hundred percent sure you're getting last year's Mac Jones, um, I think you have to keep on going with Zappy because also too, this isn't a new England team that's built to just throw the ball all, all, all over the field. Like it's going to be a run dominant team with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. So that's really what new England should be gearing towards is RPOs and run game. We already talked about the Bucks, so the Seahawks, Seattle. I don't think any of us maybe saw this coming. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't. Uh, will the Seahawks make the playoffs? Um, I don't know. Currently, right now, they're winning the division. They're four and three. The Rams and 49ers are three and three and three and four, and the Cardinals are three and four as well. We talked about this with the McCaffrey trade a little bit earlier. Can they make playoffs? I think not. I think their only way to get in will be winning the division. I think they'll fall off a little bit. Um, and I see the 49ers winning the division or the Rams figuring something out as well. I see Seahawks falling in third in this division. Uh, Justin? Nope, and it won't be close. Seahawks win two games the rest of the season. Woo. That's all they're going to win. But Kenneth Walker going forward after this season, I, I think he's one of those guys that if he stays healthy, he's going to be a top 10 running back for um, at least the next three to four years. Sam. Yeah. Um, personally, I thought the Seahawks looked good in the one game they played against the Saints. And I was impressed by Geno Smith. So I'm going to say that they have the talent out there with Metcalf and Smith. I think they finished eight and nine. Do not get into the playoffs, and you feel great about these guys coming into next year with the draft picks and restarting. Yep. I have to go San Fran right now because of the moves, and I think they have legitimate positions that are Super Bowl contending on their team, like Super Bowl caliber. So I have to go San Fran over them. All right. Now college football, the weekly predictions are upon us. We will do those, followed by – the NFL. Um, Justin, do you still have records for those? Yes, sir. So looking at college football right now, uh, Andrew White is out in uh, first place right now for college football, 70% correct rate right now. Uh, next up, you got Kev, who has a 63% correct rate right now. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm sitting at 61% correct. Uh, Marshall's got a 57% correct. And 
Sam is below our famous Mendoza line, sitting at a 40% success rate. Wait, but I was at 20 last time, dude. That, that is correct. You, you, yeah, you're, you went up 20%. Statistically, I'm going to go up to 80 next time, boys. You're screwed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Right now, you're right. You're right. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> that was funny. Utah at Washington State. Well, it's currently happening. So, what's your take? I got Utah. Justin. Utah. Sam. Uh, Cougars, baby. Washington. Marshall. Utes. Kevin. Utah. Perhaps the game of the week. Ohio State at Penn State. I got Ohio State. Justin. This will barely even be a game. Ohio State. The spread, by the way, is 15 and a half. Sam. They're going to cover that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, OSU. Marshall. Ohio State. Kevin. The Ohio State. Okay. Oh, well, my bad. Notre Dame. At <laughs> Sy- That's so funny, Tim. Um, Notre you, Dame dude. at Syracuse. Perhaps a very good game. Syracuse right now, uh, two-point favorites. They're a 16th-ranked team, and Notre Dame is unranked. Notre Dame looking like they're uh, dog water again. So, uh, Syracuse. Uh, Justin, I'm gonna take Notre Dame in this one to surprise some people. Well, it's not a bad take. I mean, I mean, how many times does Notre Dame really lose over three games? Who knows? Uh, Sam, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Syracuse. Watched them last week. Didn't know they had a football team, so good for them. Also, anyone else see how good LSU looked last week? That was crazy. Yeah, LSU they were currently winning the West in the SEC right Dude, now. They stomped. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Totally. They did, which which was surprising. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Marshall. I'm going with Syracuse here. Yeah. I'm going Syracuse, too. I don't believe in this Notre Dame team at all this year. It's really bad. Notre Dame, actually. OK State versus Kansas State, 9 versus 22, 6 and 1 versus 5 and 2. Um, Kansas State is five, uh, one and a half favorites. I got OK State, though, coming out with the away dub. Justin. I got OK State as well. Sam. I got Kansas all the way, guaranteed. Marshall. Oklahoma State here. Kevin. I got Okie State. Wake Forest at Louisville. Wake Forest, right, 10, Louisville, nothing. 6-1 and one versus 4-3. and three. I got Wake Forest by a billion. Frankly, should have beaten Clemson. Uh, Justin. Wake Forest, that's a super close game. Sam. Wake Forest, no one's scared to play Louisville. Marshall. I'm going Louisville here. Hey, Marshall's afraid. There you go. That's because he's not out there. Cincinnati at UCF. UCF has not been relevant uh, for quite some time, unfortunately. Cincinnati's still not that good, though. Toss-up, Cincinnati. Justin. That spread is surprisingly close. Uh, I'm taking Cincinnati, though. Same. Uh, I'll take Cincinnati, but I could see UCF pulling this one out. Marshall. We'll go UCF. Did you guys know that Cincinnati doesn't have Sauce Gardner this year? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh. Holy moly. What's he doing nowadays? Is he hurt? Don't tell me they don't have Tebow either, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the wrong school, Sam. Uh, Black. Me? Oh, yeah, Slap. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling fickle about this game, but I think I'm going to go Luke Fickle and Cincinnati. Right oh, now. God. Help us Both of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Missouri at South Carolina. Horrendous programs. We're both can beat Georgia. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, South Carolina. <laughs> uh, Justin. I can't believe South Carolina's great. I'm going South Carolina, though. Yeah, dude, that's facts, so, though. Uh, Sarah. I go Mizzou, baby. Here we go. Marshall. <laughs> We're going with the albino with arm strength. South Carolina here. Kevin. We're going Gamecock, South Carolina. Okay, uh, perhaps another game of the week. Kentucky at Tennessee, the team in which I think will still be in the playoffs of Tennessee. Said the Alabama thing was going to happen. I still think they're actually going to beat Georgia. Uh, I got Tennessee rolling Kentucky by 20-plus. Uh, Justin. I think this one's a super close game. I really want to go with Kentucky here, but Tennessee just has too much momentum. So give me Tennessee. Uh, Sam? I'm going to go with Kentucky. They look really solid this year. They're due for a big upset. Marshall? Tennessee continues to roll. Tough matchup, though. Kevin? I'm going to go Kentucky. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Why not? Uh, Ole Miss at Texas A&M. Uh, which team? You know, it's funny. All this, all the smack talk about Texas A&M all summer, right? And all fall, which was valid. And then it comes down. You know, you think about NIL deals, you think about all of this, and how it's upsetting. And then you realize, but like, can you coach these guys, or do they just suck? And it seems like they just suck. I got Ole Miss. Justin, I am going to say Ole Miss continues to struggle, and Texas A&M wins in a mock job. In a mop job, nice. Yeah, I like, I like that phrase. Uh, Sam, uh, Texas A&M wins. Expect a big game from Arch Manning this weekend. <laughs> Marshall, um, we're gonna go Texas A&M here. Expect them to kind of turn it around. Kevin, go Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Pitt at UNC, four and three. Pitt on rank six and one. UNC ranked twenty one. Going to be a tight one, but I do have North Carolina coming out on top. Uh, Justin? Pitt comes back and does what they were supposed to do this season and beats UNC. Sam? I'll go UNC. Like, these rankings don't really mean anything. It's just on paper. <laughs> Marshall? We're going Pitt here. Mr. Slovis. <laughs> Kevin? I'm going to go Pitt, too. All right. The NFL. To round out our show, Justin Ellis, would you like to provide us the rankings moving forward? Yeah, for sure, Whitey. Uh, so a bit of background. Uh, right now, Marshall is sitting in the lead in the NFL at 61%. Um, close on his tail is uh, myself at 60%. Uh, Whitey's coming up at 58%. Kev at 53%. And Double trouble for Sam because he's below both Mendoza lines this week at a 48% in the NFL. We'll take it. He can't yeah. get away from that Mendoza line. I don't know what that means. It's below 50. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's just like your test average. So I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I think you're talking about yourself, bud. But... Buddy, I was an honor student. I anyway, anyway, anyway. I was an honor student. What the heck are you talking yeah, let's about? Not, let's, not, let's not take the intelligence battle with each other. Not necessary. Okay. The, the NFL week eight. Let's ride. 
Okay. <laughs> wow, that's bad luck. <laughs> yeah, horrible luck. There we go. <laughs> okay, Steelers, Eagles. Steelers got no shot. Eagles, by the way, Eagles are 11 point favorites. Uh, Justin. I am going with the Eagles, but the Steelers are going to cover. Uh, Sam. I'm going to go with the Eagles, but I really want to go with the Steelers because I really don't like the Eagles. <laughs> Marshall. Same as Justin, Eagles win, Steelers cover. Kevin. A little bird gang here by two scores, two touchdowns. Broncos, Jags. Jags are minus two and a half. Give me Jags at home. Justin. Uh, well, I will tell you it's not at home. They are in London. Oh, uh, my bad. That's right. That's why. <laughs> Come on. Russell Wilson was working out on four hours on that plane, man. That's right. That man was that's putting right. in work. Um, and with that being <sighs> said, Russell Wilson wins in a three to nothing ball game. <laughs> Sam. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, does it matter who wins this game? Really, these teams that go to the playoffs. Give me the Jaguars, I guess. We'll flip a coin. Marshall. This is a very hard game. Um, I really like Denver's defense. I also kind of like the Jags. But I'm going with Denver here. This doesn't make sense. I know the Jaguars have the experience. But we're going to go with Denver. Just It's a defensive take, which can backfire when your quarterback can't hit the receiver. <laughs> Kevin. I'm going to go Jaguars. You guys notice how they always give the, the the London games, like they always give the foreigners bad games. Like wherever wherever they hey, go. The London, Saints played in London. Be careful. I'm pretty sure ja- I'm pretty sure Jacksonville <laughs> requested to play in London every single year. They could pick up a couple fans. Only a couple. That relocation is going to happen in London then. That's a fact. <laughs> Panthers at Falcons. Falcons for me. It's uh, minus four for the Falcons, but give it to me. Uh, Just Atlanta and they cover. Uh, Sam. Carolina. Marshall. Panthers. Uh, I got to hate these teams. Uh, I hate a lot of teams, brother. I hate a lot of teams. We'll go Panthers. Another fake. Flattery. I'm going to go Hotlanta. Bears versus Cowboys. Cowboys are minus nine and a half. Is Justin Fields turning up or not? I think not. Cowboys. Justin. Dallas and they cover. Uh, Whoa, Sam. Yeah, it's going to be the Cowboys. I mean, what does Fields say to hype himself up in that locker room? He knows he's not good. We know he's not good. It's got to be tough out there for him. Hey, at least he's making millions. Marshall. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Cowboys in this one and actually I want to switch my pick in the previous one to Atlanta you can't do that you're locked nice. in no, you can't do you're locked in <laughs> you're locked in three you're not early, locked brother. in I got you yeah man we already threw <laughs> the keys in the ocean brother it's Chuck um, <laughs> Kevin I'm gonna go Cowboys Dolphins at the Lions man I kind of want to give the Lions a win here I just there's a lot of injuries going on. I'm going Dolphins still. Justin. Miami, easy. Sam. I'm going to go Detroit. I mean, their offense has been great this year. I, I think they're due for a big win. Marshall. Don't think the Lions have a lot of team speed on defense. I think it gets exposed. The guy's Miami ass. So Miami. Slattery. I'm going to go Detroit, but I'm starting to feel like the people who say that manufacturing is coming back to Detroit. 
So I don't know how to feel about that, but I'm going to go Lions. Cards versus Vikings. Vikings are minus three and a half. I think this is where the Vikings finally go down. Uh, Cardinals win this one in an upset. Justin. I have the same thing. Whitey Cardinals proved themselves this weekend. Kyler actually wins on a COD release weekend because the game's taking too long to download. There's a, there's a little preemptive glitches over the weekend. He's not feeling it. Um, early bugs. Sam. I'm going to go Vikings. It's just really hard to find faith in Kingsbury's play calling at the moment. Marshall. The Cardinals have some power rushers against some rather more finesse style offensive linemen. Um, you know, it's a weird game. I kind of want to just pick the Vikings to believe in them long-term, but I feel like they could lose this one, but you know what? I'm just going to go long-term and keep picking the Vikings. So I don't know when they're going to win and lose. Come I'm going to go Vikings. It's not too much in prime time. And yeah, I'm going to go Vikings here. Raiders at saints. Ooh. Oh boy. This is another toss-up. There's a lot of toss-up situations out here. Uh, I got Saints, though. Rolling it. They, they, they want to win. Justin? I am also rolling with New Orleans this weekend because this will be the moment where they know a lot of their players' possible trades are on the line here. So they'll come out and play hard. Sam? New Orleans is at home, so they're going to take this one. But side note, they need to win this game if they want to stay in the playoff hunt. It's essential. Marshall? This should be the worst matchup for Josh Jacobs. He's gone for what, a buck fifty a couple weeks in a row? Power run game. Well, this is the defense that should be able to stop that. Mario Davis, Cam Jordan, bunch of physical ass players. Ryan um, Ramsick. Yes. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so long as the weapons don't beat them, I love the Saints here. Kev. Yeah, I'm gonna go Saints here too. Patriots, Jets. Ooh. Jets continue to roll, and uh, Mr. J.R. Jr. Robinson gets a tutty. Just, I am taking the Jets. Sam? I am taking the Patriots because I'm from there, and they're also better than the Jets. <laughs> Marshall? The Jets don't have a lot of the players that matter in a game like this. I'm taking New England. <laughs> Kevin? New England, too. Titans, Texans. Damian Pierce will drop 130 yards, but the Titans will still win. Uh, Justin? Damian Pierce will drop 130 yards, but Houston will win. Okay, 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 okay. Sam? Davis Mills comes out red hot. (laughs) Davis Mills scorches them them on Sunday. Carries the Texans (laughs) to a blowout 45 and nothing win. We're shocked. Brandon Cooks has his last good game before he gets traded for the millionth time. Arian Foster's going to go off this week. (laughs) (laughs) Marshall. I love the Texans here. Does that mean you're. Yes. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> People let go of things that they love. Kevin. I'm going to go Titans here. Commanders, Colts. Colts. Oh. I think finally Jonathan Taylor gets like 30 carries and a bunch of yards. Uh, Justin. Uh, Ellinger is going to throw three interceptions. Nick Foles is going to enter the game um, and try to beat down the Washington football team, which is without Carson Wentz. Uh, so it's Heineke versus Ellinger. Might make me want to jump off a cliff, 
Um, and but Washington just wins because they want to. Surely, Tim. I love Washington here. They have all the elements to come out with the win. My <laughs> biggest question is, can they execute on Sunday? That's been a consistent problem for them. This guy, uh, it's like a local broadcaster, uh, color commentator who just played for the team for thirty years and has no other insight. Um, Marshall. Um. Do I have to pick this game? You sure do. Sure do. I don't think I can pass. Can I phone a friend? (laughs) Yeah, phone Sam. Are you gonna call your bookie? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right, I gotta stick with what I gotta stick with my guns. I gotta go with the stupid commanders. Uh, Kevin. Uh, I'm gonna go commanders. I don't know if Ellinger is really going to come in and just be consistent and steady. So I have to go commanders right now just because there's a system with Heineke. So 49ers Rams one and a half for the 49ers. I got 49ers here. Justin. I'm taking the Rams here. I I think that's outrageous. Sam. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams too. A lot of people are going to be surprised and they're going to want to pick the flashy pick now with McCaffrey on the Niners, but the Rams have got this horns up. Marsh. You know, I know the recent trends for the Niners. Um, you know, I, I don't think the Niners back end has been playing as sound as they usually do. Um, I don't like the Rams, but I'm picking them here. Kevin. I'm going to go Niners here. I think they're for, for their front four really feasts on that Rams O-line. And also, too, they're the away team that has home field advantage. So I'm going to go 49ers here. Giants at Seahawks. Dare I say the Giants will be seven and one? Oh my. Giants. Justin. This is crazy. Seattle, I said, will win two games the rest of the season. And this is going to be one of them. Seattle wow. the Giants here. Wow. Sam. Picked the Giants. Was talking to a Giants fan recently, and she told me the Giants are kings. So I guess we'll go with them. Okay, Marshall. <laughs> The, can't believe it, but the Giants are going to be seven and one after this game. Kevin, uh, I'm going to go Seahawks at home. Let's I just go, Kev. No, Kev. Kev just doesn't want. To, Kev's humble. Kev doesn't want to be the guy that says the Giants are going to win week in and week out. That's Gino it. Smith in his heart in of hearts, New York. Gino in his Smith heart knows of hearts, New York. He knows Danny Dimes is going to be dropping two fifty. Saquon's dropping one twenty. And Wandale Robinson is is dropping one ten, and they're winning by three, and they're going to be losing by ten the entire game until the end of the fourth quarter, per usual. Kev knows it. Kev knows it. No, no, Gino, I, just, I just had any hope being out me the last like eight years of watching the Giants, so it's like I don't, I, I just like like I'm I feel like I'm in a daze. I can't believe this is happening. I can't explain it. Dable's a god. That's all I know. Smoking that stogie. Uh, Packers Bills. Give me the Bills. Jelly. Jelly is mesmer. Oh, maybe he's frozen, actually. I think he's frozen. Uh, He's thinking, dude. He's just thinking. (laughs) He is is lost in the sauce thinking. um, That's a funny photo. Uh, Sam. uh, Who's playing? Is it Screen Bay Bills? Yes. Uh, Give me the Bills because I need to raise that percentage a little bit, but I really want to pick Green Bay. (laughs) Uh, Marshall. Bills. Uh, did you guys hear that Aaron Rodgers came out on the McAfee show and he was like, well, actually my quarterback's coach told me I had the highest graded game of the year. You know, when he, yeah, had like, he was ripping his team, bro. It was like awkward. 
Really? Like, really, really know. awkward. He, he, was like, like, he was saying, like, yeah, we're, we, we, he was comparing them to the past couple of years, and he was saying, you know, a couple of years ago, we just didn't have as many uh, hiccups and mistakes. And now we're in the double digits in terms of just, just mishaps. Uh, it's just not what it was two years ago. <laughs> it's just like, See, I'm, I'm fine with him saying all that. Like, I think he's being yeah. honest. But I think the note about him saying, like, well, he was so highly graded by his quarterback. I mean, you watched the game. He didn't throw the ball more than five yards. But he's uh, not talking about himself. He's kind of talking about, like, the drops and stuff. I don't like that. I don't like that. Don't go on a podcast yeah, and say no, your team's I, I, dropping I, balls. I do agree. I'm not saying – I'm not, like, pro the other stuff. But I I, yeah. I thought the him saying that was kind of a – Oh man, you're like kind of a loser, like doing that. Sure, sure. But uh, Bills or Packers for you? I don't know what you said, Marshall. Okay, <laughs> all right, Kevin. I'm gonna lead this team. Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Bills here. I mean, if you're the Packers and you're Rodgers, you have to question why you got back together. I think you really it's have just, to. It's actually a great matchup for the Packers, but you're not doing it. Mm, no, they're just not good enough. Like, you know, there's a reason why like point differential and all that other stuff matters in Vegas. Like, like it's it's too big of a gap between the two teams, even though, you know, their weakness is run D and, you know, we don't have a running back who's that good and we can't run it that well. Regardless, yeah, we're, we're going to be able to throw. Justin, we all said Bills. What about you? I said Bills. Nice. Oh, you actually – oh, you heard us. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, finally, Monday night football, Bengals, Browns. I got the Bengals coming out on top here. Even, even minus Jamar Chase. Uh, look for T Higgins to have like 10 receptions. Uh, Sam. Uh, yeah, I also got the Bengals. I think they got this one. Good luck this week, boys. Justin. The Bengals continue their inconsistent ride. Cincinnati secures a win here. Kevin. I'm going to go Cincy. Um, I don't necessarily feel that confident in it, but I'm going to go Cincy. And Marshall. Bengals are still going to win minus Chase. Hashtag believe in Burrow. Is that a new one or what? Yeah, I just made it up. Maybe maybe it'll get, it'll, it'll, hashtag. This has been Q Hot Takes. My name is Andrew White. I've been alongside the Samurai Sammy G. Flicks of Slats, Case Slats. The Marshman and Jelly signing off here. It's 1030 Thursday, October 27th. Good night, sweet dreams. It's a great day to be alive. Go Dogs and OKC. They uh, they won a couple of nights ago. Good night. Did the other team show up? It was the Clippers, too. <laughs> Go Philly. Welcome to the Philly-Houston week, people. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you got Phillies versus Astros for days after days. And on top of that, you get an Eagles-Texans game next Thursday night right in the middle. Uh, enjoy only two cities for a week. Oh, that's I guess that's me then. Um, sure so, is. go Giants. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, hey, look, just... Get that get that buyout from Green Bay, man, this year. Like, maybe try, try to finagle that buyout. Then go on national television. Say you're taking your talents to the Meadowlands of New Jersey. And just sign, like, a team-friendly deal, deal for, like, two years. And, you know, just see what happens with the Giants. I don't know. Maybe. Bill Bills.
Go Aaron Rodgers. Go Tom Brady. Go LeBron James. We believe in you. Go team. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah, Lakers. Sammy? Yeah, you gotta love how the Bruins have come out this season. I mean, they're really missing a, a top three defenseman in the league, and they're still 7-1. and one. Okay, I see you boys out there. And honestly, uh, not related, but I think Chip Sawyer kind of slept on. Okay. Well, sweet dreams, and uh, Kevin reminded me, so next week we're talking about the Lake Show. First things first, we'll see if they have a W by then. Okay. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>